Grand Rising Kings and Queens, welcome to Shay's Heart to Heart. This podcast is an experience. I know that some may come to listen to get advice here and there, but I'm sharing my experiences with you. And hopefully we can take this journey together. I've been married, separated, divorced, full-time mom, ex-military wife. Now an entrepreneur, a writer, an author, and a content creator, and a motivational speaker, and also a relationship coach. But as I share my experiences with you, I hope that you take more than just advice. I hope that you can integrate the things you hear into your real life, and we can go on this journey together. I have written the book, got got the pages, just all, just all of it. And I come from my experiences as well as others. I hope that you like what you hear. We are officially in another year, 2024, and I hope that we can be 1% better this year than we were last year. Anyways, remember, out of the heart flows the issues of life. Shay's heart to heart. Heart to heart, fam. How are you doing today? I am so elated. I am so excited about Valentine's Day this year. But before I get too deep into my excitement, I want to remind us that we are precious gems. And that we treat ourselves as such and see ourselves as such or priceless and how someone sees you it doesn't determine your value it's how God sees you this is Shea verse 4 today today I want to get into Valentine's Day I want to get into some of the history of it and why I choose to celebrate it. 
And Valentine's Day has always been that holiday that I just really didn't celebrate. Even when I was younger, I just never really liked Valentine's Day. I like getting gifts, but I just didn't, you know, I just, I just didn't like a boy wanting to just, I, like, that, that was the only day of love, you know? No, you love me every day type of thing. That's how I saw it. Until I got married, it was completely different because it was a, you know, because I was in love, it was a different experience for me. It wasn't just Valentine's Day, it was every day. Valentine's Day was every day, you know? So it was a lot. And then after my divorce or being separated, that shifted too because a lot of guys saw Valentine's Day as being synonymous with gifts. And they began to ghost you or they'd be cool with you. But on Valentine's Day, then they really weren't even there. And as I was going through my divorce, it's like, it got worse and worse and worse. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to treat myself. So that's why I began doing me. But this year, I'm just really hopeful about Valentine's Day. Like, my my faith in Valentine's Day is being restored. And I know that Valentine's Day may have a dark past, and you know, some may have this, but from what I research and what I've been, what I've, what I've, what, what, what came to me concerning Valentine's Day was Valentine's Day, or at least one of the, one of the myths about Valentine's Day is it was a, a Catholic martyr. He was imprisoned, and it was, and this this young lady. I mean, I'm just I'm just going over the basics so you can just go look it up yourself. Anyways, he would write letters to this young lady, and this young lady. I mean, the letters he would write would be love letters, and it, it, it wasn't like romantic love letters. It was one, ones of concern, ones of you know just well well being. How are you doing? You know, like like that it wasn't romantic because this was a younger girl. Like I said, I want you to go research the story yourself and fill in the blanks because I don't want to give you everything. But they call him Saint Valentine. He ended up dying in that prison, you know, and the letters or, or, or the card or, or the love letters, the well-being letters, I say, was coined as Valentine's Day cards because, you know, it's letters of love. You know how, you know how you, you know, how you love someone pretty much. And so that's because there's so many different ones. But I think that one really resonated with me the most concerning Valentine's Day. Now, if you have your own resonation, that's fine too. Let me know, you know, message me. But that wasn't like the worst, you know, history of Valentine's Day, I guess. I've read a couple more. But that one, I was like, wow, so it was really out of love. You know what I mean? Out of true true care and I began to see Valentine's Day differently versus somebody said I just don't celebrate Valentine's Day but it really like I said some guys or, or like before getting married and even after marriage like the guys I was dating at the point in time they didn't even want to 
do anything. They will want to, you know, do to do, which is something I'm sure that's natural and human. But that was my choice. If that's something, if I was in that place with them. But I didn't like that it was synonymous with sex or something romantic or, you know, them doing, them go, going over and above. Because go over and above on a Tuesday. You know what I mean? Go above, over and above on a Sunday, any day of the week. Give me flowers all, every day of the week if you want to. It's not just Valentine's Day. So, you know, of course, with, you know, dating here and there, it's different guys. I, you know, I don't celebrate, but you expect other things on there. So you still celebrate it because if you, if you if you expect sex on Valentine's Day, you still celebrate. You just don't want to come out your pocket or you don't have it. <laughs> so it's crazy. I even had a guy to say he was working on Valentine's Day. It was so crazy. So anyways, out of all the crazy Valentine's Day stories and people saying they don't celebrate it, you can honor it but you don't have to celebrate this I honor I honor Valentine's Day and I like what it represents however it I think it's it's over exaggerated at times it's okay getting the stuffed bears and things like that I love stuffed bears my bed used to be full of stuffed bears until my daughters took all my stuffed bears from bed it was like 20 some teddy bears on my bed as a as a grown woman don't laugh. Don't. Mm, I, I can see the judgment. It's fine. Teddy bears are my best friend. Okay, I am very much in touch with my inner child. It's not my fault that you're not. But I promise you. Now I have like three. You know, so I, I don't longer buy them because I know what's my daughter's like. Oh, they're so cute. Then they wanna. Can we sleep with in our room? And then 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 they want. They then and it's a takeover. You know what I mean? is take up all my stuff but one day I'm going to be buy as many teddy bears without them taking it but all I'm saying is you do what what makes you so happy if going out to dinner for Valentine's Day or a sold out concert whatever do whatever you need to do even guys guys deserve Valentine's Day gifts as well as well as females. I mean, it's nothing wrong with wearing his favorite color or lingerie. It's nothing wrong with any of these things. However you choose to, to do this, do that. And some guys are probably relieved because you're single. You don't have to buy, buy anybody anything. You know, you're not under that pressure. That magnified glass isn't on you. Because <laughs> it's pressure to buy $50, $50, Thirty dollars, eighty dollars teddy bear and candy and, and and yeah, Valentine's Day is over exaggerated. How it should be celebrated or honored, especially in USA or this period. But I want to get into a different aspect of Valentine's Day today. I went over what it was, well, one version of the history and my why. Okay, now I want to get into self-care or self-love. And I think 
that's gonna probably help you see Valentine's Day in another light. Cause some people may see Valentine's Day as, you know, like I said, with somebody else. This is this is for the people that may not be in a relationship. Or even for the people who may have spouses that this travels or they may that's what I'm saying, it may not be in a traditional sense of someone taking you out. Or it may not be or or it may be a girl or a girl's night out for you. You know, or that uh, or daddy, daughter, mommy, daughter date. You know, I'm talking I'm I'm speaking of this way or what or, or, or what I'm about to say or the self care or the self love version of Valentine's Day is for those people who may not have the traditional relationship right now or things aren't as traditional as it's set out to be concerning Valentine's Day. Now if you are single and you're in you know in this Valentine's Day and you want to celebrate, you can literally go out with a group of friends. Go out by yourself. Do something you love. Like, Valentine's Day really is a time for self-care, self-love. Self-love, I'm the self-love queen. You you need to show self-love in a relationship with yourself or in a relationship with, with others, Period. I'm gonna say that again. You need to show you need to show self self love uh, while you're in a relationship with others and yourself. And whether or not you're in a physical romantic relationship, guess what? You still need to show love. It's 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 the ability to connect and be empathetic and have grace towards the people you care about. People that have open heart chakras. And that's vulnerable. That's not afraid to cry. That's not afraid to show up and to show that nurturing side. This is for men and women, because our heart chakras can be blocked. And your heart chakra, it rules your desires, the things, uh, how, how you love, or even your betrayals. If you've been through a horrible breakup or like like uh, like difficulty with receiving love, it's going to be in your heart chakra. It's going to be in there, and and a lot of in uh, a way to align your uh, a way to heal your heart chakra is you can get a you can get a a you you can get I forgot what the stone is it's going to come rose quartz you can get a rose quartz and it's a pink crystal and that is going to really activate the self-love in you and how it's because it's going to kind of force you to look inside and see how to love yourself. Okay. Y'all just take some notes. It's going to make like, like and, and when you meditate and when you see God of when you tune in, you're actually able to see where the wounded masculine or the wounded femininity is in you. And you're actually able to connect with that inner child that's within you. And you're actually able to, you're actually able to love the person that's inside. You're actually able to love the inner, the, the the child inside of you because we all have an inner boy and a girl, whatever you're, however you may see yourself. If you are a trans, 
it matters. My inner girl, she needs validation. She needs to know that she's supported emotionally, mentally, financially in every way. And I do self, uh, self-care, self-love every day. And I reassure her every day, hey, you are loved, you are appreciated, and you are supported in every way. And I and I smile at her, and I, I remind her every day. And I, and I do this in the mirror. And I remind her that she's awesome, that she's beautiful, that she's gorgeous, and that, she does, that she doesn't need outside validation of that. That she's beautiful without any makeup. She's beautiful without her hair being fixed up. She's beautiful regardless. And me doing shadow work or inner work to heal self. Because God does give us the ability to heal ourselves. We just, got, we just have to know how to do it. But just going through inner child healing has helped me tremendously with self-love. And still is. And... I always, I'm, I'm, I'm always conscious of what what she needs, like how to talk to her. And self-love isn't just, self-love and self-care isn't, self-love isn't just caring for self, that's what I mean. But it's more, it's more like nurturing that inner child within you, giving them what they desire. If you have a desire to travel, if you have a desire to just go abroad and first it starts with your mind, you begin to allow yourself to go to places just to sit and see what it feels like to be in a certain, a certain, a certain aura or air about a place. If you like fancy things, you just go and have dinner or lunch at a fancy place. And this is, this has really helped me really see myself in a better light concerning my, my inner child. Cause she likes to travel. She likes to go places. She likes to, you know, she likes to laugh. She likes to be spontaneous and, and me giving my adult self the, the opportunity to do that. It keeps my inner child alive. Even some of the people around me, they like, like when I tell them, like I rather watch cartoons or children movie versus adult movie. They laugh. I'm like, I'm just in touch with my inner child. She's very much alive. So I have to honor those things that she needs. Like if 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 on a, any given day, if she is need, she just needs to know that she is appreciated. I give myself that so that my part, my future partner or anybody who wants to be in my life, or my, my husband, my future husband, speaking into existence, so that he, you know, so all their responsibilities just won't be on him. Because a lot of times when we get in relationships, we forget that we put all that pressure on them to be that. And that's not their job. Their job is just to remind us of who we are. It's not to 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 place their to place their full value on it. You know what I mean? It's our job. That's why we need to connect with God. But self-love is loving yourself, speaking life into yourself. Knowing what you need, knowing what your inner girl and world uh, needs, your, being familiar with your inner world, you know it's it's a whole spiritual journey, y'all. I hear concerning connecting with your inner child. They even have meditations on YouTube. 
you can it's inner child healing and inner child is it's it seems like it's new but it's not inner child is something that it's, it's a terminology that's been used for a long time but if you if you're not in a certain circle you didn't hear it well i tell you just doing inner child healing and giving her what she needs my love life is so wonderful i have so many I have so many different uh, people coming at me from different cultures, different backgrounds with confidence. And I I find myself attracting a a better quality of men, the more healed I am, because I'm not coming from a wounded place. I'm coming from a healed place, if that makes any sense to y'all. Cause when we, cause when we date or when we, you know, we vet people out of our wounded place, a wounded, a masculine, a wounded feminine. A lot of times we are attracting that type, and when we attract a lower quality of men or women or whatever your purpose may be. A lot of times we're going to get that. We're going to get people who are wounded just as we are, but. We have to realize that we are what we attract. Some part of you is attracting a lower quality of a partner. And that's why I say it's so important for self-love. Because if you know who you are, that first comes from relationship with God and having an inner knowing of self. And that that's a whole journey. So pace yourself. And you don't have to be perfect. Just know that it's a journey in every day. And it's even harder to do it in a relationship because here you are looking for someone else to give you that. And they want to give you that. But it, it should be an understanding like, hey, you have to love you like that. That's not my job. But it's my job to reaffirm you, to to reinvest into you. It's a re-thing. It's an again thing. It's something you've already given yourself. But it's not your partner's job to reparent you to and reparenting is is um, it's where you where you become the parent to your inner child and you give them what they what they didn't have as a child in their childhood like they need it they need to know they're validated emotionally you begin to do it for yourself you become your own parent you like you you're you're you become a parent to your inner child so that's reparent so and so a lot of times when we get in these relationships, people that may have had trauma or a lot of PTSD or problematic childhoods, they get in relationships and they want someone to be their parent. They want somebody to fix the problems that their parents cause. They want them to reaffirm them because they maybe didn't get it at a young age. Or maybe the parent was one of their best, working two or three jobs. So it's not it's not our partners, it's not our children, it's not our loved one's job to do that. It's our job. And I want you to repeat after me. It is my job to love myself unconditionally before somebody else does. And I want and I need to have that I need to have that healthy self self love for myself before I invite anybody else in. Now, if you're already in a marriage or already whatever you are, if you if you're in if, if you're in a headspace already and before you become aware of it, you have to have sit down, some conversations with your partner or the, or your loved ones, 
a loved one and let them know, hey, this is what's going on. So they can have a better a better understanding, understanding and understanding what's going on with you. So that they can partner with you. And you get more more support, but if someone is used to you being a certain way, then that's going to be a struggle, okay? Trust me, I, I, healing while being in a relationship is not, is not for the faint of heart because it's a lot with that. But self-love is so important. Okay, straight up. Take yourself out. Do things you like doing. Going to fancy restaurants and going to putt-putt. Going to, you can go to an air place here in Memphis and jump around with your child. I mean, oh, you have, if you have children, go spend time with them because we have to know it's two different people in our life. This is the second point. It's those people we're assigned to and the people we're attached to. This rabbit hole, y'all, y'all going down. If y'all want to go down, they go ahead, sign out. But attached people are those people that we've known this our entire lives. It's people that we've attached ourselves to and we've met them along the journey. But they really aren't our assignments. And a lot of times we give assignment energy to people that's attached. And this is how you know someone is an assignment. Is when God placed someone in your life for a purpose. And their purpose isn't seasonal. Well, and I take it back. Their purpose could be seasonal. But God placed someone in your life. And it's like God gives you insight about them. That's just one step. And God gives you insight about this person. And this, with this particular insight that you have now with this person, God shows you how to go about the relationship. This could be a child, a coworker, um, yourself. It could be your inner self. It could be you. And it can be, well, it's used to someone after you, but I'm just saying we can, you know, we, we have assignments to, uh, with parts of ourselves to heal that. But, you know, God will show you signs. You begin to have dreams. You begin to get a inner knowing about somebody. It's like you, it's like God will give you information that they didn't give you about them. And God, you, you will be instructed to pray for them or to give to them or be their friend, whatever. God will show you how to do this. But before you know someone that's an attached or or someone that, that, you, that, you, that you're assigned to, you have to ask God with every relationship, every person that you come in contact with, what is this person's intention in my life? And once you ask this one question, it will transform how you see relationships. And as you do that, God will show you. And you will know somebody's attached. Because a lot of times people that are attached, they will, it's like they, they will be, they become so accustomed to who you were. And it's these people that remind you who you are. Well, you used to do this. You used to run the streets. You used to do this. But the, most likely these people are attached because they remember you for who you were. They remember you for all those things. And I guess with someone that, you know, your assignment can do the same, but a lot of attached people are stuck in the past of who you were or you're stuck in the past of who they are or who they were. You know what I mean? So it's, it's levels to this. So that's the second step. There's no, whether or not someone is an attachment or someone is your assignment. I know for sure that my daughters are sitting here as an assignment. And I know as a parent, you know, of course, you know, no, you know, you're here to take care of them, yes. But my daughters are my assignment. How? Because I see things in them that 
I see heal. I see them living out heal versions of themselves that I'm still wanted in. It's like the, like their confidence exudes femininity. And I know growing up, I had a wounded femininity. And that wounded femininity is still healing. But my daughters are the, <laughs> they are very, very feminine. They're very soft. They're very nurturing how they speak, how they do things, how they dress. They have they, they exude so much grace. And they're just 11, 12. So me seeing that, like, wow, that's, that's what I want to be. And I began speaking to my, to my younger girl. My daughters are unconsciously healing me by them just being themselves. So it's my job to heal the wounded versions of them from the healed versions of myself. And you begin to see a pattern. You're like, wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. And even though they are my daughters, but they're my assignment. So I'm, I'm going to give my loyalty and my, my unconditional attention to them, my prayers to them. They're going to always come first before a lot of people because I realize they are my assignment. It's other people, this family members, it's, it's new people, and I realize they're my assignment. And they may be seasonal or they may be permanent. So that comes with discernment and prayer. But I think that you got that down pack virus attached. Or maybe I should go further. I'll give another example attached. Just, just in case some people just maybe don't got it. You know, maybe you need a little bit more depth. Another way to know someone is attached. It's not just them holding on to your future, them just, you know, saying this is who you used to be. It's when God removes you out of a season, it's like the interaction with them isn't the same. It's it's like you don't connect with them on a spiritual level, on a deeper level. That's how that's also how you know someone is this attachment. Because usually with someone that's that's an assignment, it's a deep, so deep connection. You feel them in your soul. You in every ounce of your your cells, you it's like you're connected with them before you before you meet them. That's how you know someone is assigned. Like like you're assigned to this person. This person assigned to you. Five along, this going to be. But it's it's the connection that's there. Like you you just, you just you feel like you've known them for a long time, even though you've probably just met them. And you have such a uh, such a deep connection with them that it's. It's beautiful. It's not a soul tie because a soul tie is conditioned because you can have a you can have a spiritual connection with them, but it's toxic. It's like even if you try to let them go, you can't. See, with someone that's that's an assignment, you can let them go. But someone that's attached, you can't let them go. You're gonna you're gonna have a hard time releasing them, and I think that's like the, the ultimate like go to statement. Like that's, that's the ultimate go to. Like you can really go to like, hey, that's how I know. If you cannot let them go under any circumstances, even after God says, no, I'll let them go, even after showing toxic traits and signs, you still cannot let them go. 
most likely their attachment. Because you should be able to let go of anybody in your life. Whether it's assignment or attachment. But that's going to actually transform your relationships too. Because it, it's, a, it's God, yourself, and others. Now, I'm, I have to do another segment on attach people because that's a whole that's a whole segment by itself because I've had a lot of attached people because that's how they knew me. That's how they, they've known me since birth at 18 or 20. And as you evolve, people feel as if they know you. That's not who you are. Look, yeah, that's who I was last year. That's who I was a month ago or maybe, you know, a couple of weeks ago, we're always evolving, but we need to be around people who's going to evolve with us, who's not going to keep us stuck with who it was. So, to finish this segment off, I want to give some ideas that we can do and things we can do for Valentine's Day. Because Valentine's Day is it's fun. It's, you know, it's, you don't have to do it just that day, but it's fun to do it. One of the things is you can go out with your, with your female friends, your girlfriends. She ain't getting her girlfriends these days because people think it's romantic. But you can literally go out. Go out and have mommy, daughter, you know, have mother, son, or just have family days. Have a movie night at your house. Like, it's inexpensive. If you have a TV, you have something sit on, literally, you can go and buy a movie. You can do the fire stick, whatever. Do that. You can literally get um, this a regular blanket at your house and put lights around the walls or something. Be romantic. Like, do something for yourself. And if you're single, you can literally just have a Netflix and, and, and stay in if you want to. You can watch Netflix on your TV or your laptop, your phone. Just do something for yourself. Dress up. You know what I mean, do something that's cute with your hair. Do something for you because I promise you it's it's a beautiful thing when you pour into yourself and you give back to yourself. And Valentine's Day isn't the only day to show love. However, it's nothing wrong with honoring the traditions of it. See, honoring and celebrating two different things. So I don't know what your stance on it is, but I hope I hit on some major points concerning Valentine's Day. And I thank God for being who he is. And even for different suitors coming at me now, I'm not sure what the plans are, but I just know I'm going to have fun today. I'm not going to just focus on that. And God has opened doors. God has opened a major door for me to speak on a show. I think SVP, SVPT, I think it's SVP. It's this, it's this, it's this Christian show, and I'll be speaking about self love and how God views self love, and so it's an opportunity to to, to, to be a mouthpiece for God concerning self love because God want because God wants us to love ourselves. And it's just it's it's not a selfish kind of love. It's unconditional love because we draw that in but anyways pray for me as I grow in the Lord 
And as I grow into speaking for God versus self. But anyways, I hope that this particular segment really got you to think about some things. Hope you always grab your pen and, and your pad or just a notepad or something. Just take down some notes. And I appreciate you for supporting the podcast. I love y'all. And remember, in all love, remember this out, out, of, out of the heart flows. Out of, out of heart flows so many things. Just know that God cares, okay? And I, I want to do something different. I want to finish this thing with a prayer versus the regular exit. God, we just thank you right now for life. We thank you for peace. We thank you for hope. God, we ask that you come. You come in and you, that you touch hearts. Heal our hearts, God. Well, we need love, God. Give it to us, God. Help us love ourselves and others how you love us. We pray all these things in Jesus' name, man. Out of heart, close issues, life, and just know that God loves you, okay? Anyways, I love y'all. Y'all have a really good Valentine's Day, and have a beautiful rest of your day. Till next time.